You're listening to the Sporting Heroes podcast. My name's Matt Jones, and on today's episode, I've got a really interesting guest to speak to. He has worked alongside some real sporting greats, but not as someone who plays sport, but someone who films it instead. He is a film producer. He's the man behind Everton at Howard's Way, which came out in 2019, and numerous other sporting documentaries as well. It's a warm welcome uh, to Rob Sloman. Good afternoon, Matt. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks. Great to have you on. And, uh, well, as I say, we know you as the guy who did the uh, Everton film, Howard's Way, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a moment or two, but there is a lot more to your bow than just that. (laughs) There hasn't been, not for the last 18 months, to be honest. It it has been um, uh, pretty much that. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, started out as a a journalist. Um, Went to Cardiff, actually, for a year to, to study journalism, and then... Um, after a few years in papers, I, I, I went into TV. When Sky were <clears throat> expanding from one sports channel to, to three, um, I leapt across there without really knowing what I wanted to do particularly. I just wanted to be involved in sport. And you've worked on some great sporting documentaries and with some great sporting people since then. Oh, yeah. So um, well, when I first joined Sky, after initially um, floating around the various football programming for a bit, I, I was on golf for the next four years and uh, golf uh, I've, golf's been a, a big part of my life since I was 11 or 12 so um, yeah so that so that was good we used to cover the um, in the days when Sky weren't sort of based out there doing lots of coverage of the uh, American tour we used to go out there for the majors etc so that was great fun worked on a few Ryder Cups and and stuff like that but um, yeah no since Sky and ITV and Beeb and, and those places have sort of spent my time doing documentaries. Um, the first one that, that I worked on that, um, that people would be aware of, I guess, was the Lions Tour in, in, in 2001, which was amazing. Um, just as an experience to be with those guys, the sport was pretty much professional by, by then. They were in Australia, so we went to Australia for, for uh, seven or eight weeks with the, with the Lions uh, and made a film then. And then after that, uh, it was really all I ever wanted to do was make more documentaries. So to be surrounded by tapes, as it was then, now it's little drives and stuff that you've got all your material on. But back then it was tapes. And I used to quite merrily just go through hundreds of tapes looking for um, shots that, that might mean nothing, really five seconds that that um, to, to a lot of people, they'd be like, why are you fussing about that? But I really enjoyed it. And I've always enjoyed it. The, the sort of minor details have uh, have always been of interest to me. Um, very sort of staty uh, type of uh, mind. Um, when we used to do the golf, uh, I used to work in the VT bit of uh, golf. So you you go to a if you might see the trucks when you go to the matches, and and one will be the presentation truck, and the other one um, will be the the VT truck where people are uh, are basically um spinning reels looking for for replays etc and i did that on golf and we used to have an enormous amount of um of things that were being recorded at any one time um so you might be looking at eight or ten or twelve screens and you have to get across the right couple of things to record and i used to love that i used to love the the idea that you would be seeing stuff before anybody else and uh, uh and trying to put it in the right order golf is if you watch golf at home, it's like 90% of it's not live. It can't be because they're all playing shots at the same time. So I used to love the the editorial aspect of of doing that. And uh, and probably only that have I ever enjoyed as much as, as making documentaries. But now I've, 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 I've had, um, I've made films with the, the, the Lions, the English, uh, the England World Cup winning rugby team, 
um, with Seb Coe, with uh, Ed Moses. Um, I'm just trying to think of random Nicky Lauder, uh, bless him. Um, and lots with Seve. And uh, yeah, been, been been very lucky to work with some uh, great names on some on some good films. Let's get on to the Everton part then. Howard's Way mm. uh, came out uh, last year. And uh, the reception that it has got has quite rightly been phenomenal because it is a brilliant bit of work, Rob. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's been the, the reception's been uh, amazing. Um, I'm in my office now where I put most of the film uh, together and it feels weird that it was basically about a year ago um, that we started. So March, mid-March of, uh, of 2019 is when we properly got going with the film. And you know, I spent all my time in here. It was just um, yeah, labour of love. So as soon as we got a couple of interviews, I had quite a bit of archive, uh, low-res archive. You go to the broadcaster, you say, this is what I would like you to, to dig out. Um, they then send you stuff and you find more things that you, you want to use. Um, um, and then you just sort of start to build it. And it was, uh, yeah, I'll never do anything and have as much fun as that again. I mean, the film was up to two and three quarter hours, I think, at one point, because I just couldn't chop stuff out. But um yeah, the reception's been uh, fabulous. Um, I could do with it uh, um, translating to, to sales and downloads, etc. because it'll be a long road back because obviously um, my wife and I are sort of half of the investment of the film and um, it's done really well and reviews have been excellent, but um, it'll be a long, long uh, road to get all the money back, I suspect. But um, but I, I wouldn't swap it for anything. Um, we knew the risks when we took the risks and... Um, it's just been a fantastic experience. And even now when I go on Twitter of, uh, of an evening and, and you know, little clips are up there and uh, and we make any comment about them either on the Howard's Way uh, page or, or my own page, you know, the response is, is brilliant. It's great fun, great fun. So tell me, where does the Everton connection come for you then? Um, well, I think everybody's heard me say that I was a kid in Cornwall. So um, I, I was and I, I don't really I don't really know that there was any any moment or any game. I mean, you never saw games really other than match of the day. And in those days it was two games on, on match of the day and, uh, and maybe a couple on, um, on the big match. And, and you had to be lucky for it to be an Everton game on the big match, obviously, because it's regional. Um, so we used to see a lot of London games because I was based down in Cornwall, but um, I, 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 I'm not sure which came first. So I think it was Bob Latchford. So I think that, um, seeing his name. Um, I, I always wanted, if I was going to have um, a star or a hero, they had to have a certain look about them. And, uh, you know, the, the glamorous number in football to me back then when it was 1-11 to 11 was always 9. It was always a centre forward. And, and Bob Latchford was sort of striking. He looked like a sort of movie hero, didn't he? So um, I, I think I think it was Latchford that gave me Everton. I, I'm not 100% sure on that. It's a long time ago. Um, uh, but I do remember I got an Everton shirt. I think it was being 75 or 76, and, and I got a, a blue – it wasn't an actual Everton shirt. It was a T-shirt with uh, the Everton badge that my whatever my mum could find. She'd steamed on an Everton badge. I wouldn't have any idea where she got that from. Um, and then she'd steamed a number on the back, which I think was six. Um, so probably probably Christmas of 75 then. But, uh, no, I, I'm not definitive about what started it, but uh, once you've made that choice, you never change, do you, Matt? Oh, absolutely not. And then having had these guys as your heroes, and I know you've mentioned some of the other amazing legends from the sporting world that you've worked with, but what was it then like to work with your, your Peter Reeds, your Graham Sharps, your Neville Southalls of this world for Howard's Way? Uh, yeah, it was it was good. It, it's, it's interesting. I think if you meet them 
um, away from work. So uh, I'll get to Everton. I'll, I'll do it via. Se- so I worked with Sevi quite a few times, uh, and the first time I, I met him wasn't in a working capacity. Really, I was at the job I was on. I was sort of blagging it, um, and I was in a press center, press tent, and Sevi was in there, and I honestly couldn't stop staring at him. He was my golfing hero, and 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 one of my sort of three major sports heroes that I've ever had. And I just, you know, if I'd have been asked to speak to him, then I just wouldn't have been able to do it. And I wasn't a kid. I was 21 or so. I was, I was already working um, for newspapers. But I, I just remember being in, in awe of him. But I think a couple of years later, I then had to do a job with him. And, and it's different then. You have to put the, the, the fan, the supporter away a little bit. Um, and, you know, I remember him walking into a room when I had to do a, uh, some filming with him and I wanted to hug him. I just wanted to run at him and hug him. But but you put that side away and then you have to be sort of professional. And that was the same with all of these guys. Um, Kevin Sheedy was my favourite player in that team. I think he was a lot of people's favourite. Um, and, um, you know, it was nice to meet them all. But but they're not, you know, they're not the 80s stars now. They're just guys that have, have had their careers and... Um, and so it, it wasn't it was really nice to meet them and, and to to find out what decent guys they were etc et um but it's strange it's very different to meet them at their peak when you're a fan and to to meet them you know in a in a uh, a work environment it, you you can separate the two and i think you behave differently um in those two scenarios as well completely get what you mean it's radio city talk my name's matt jones rob sloman the director of the everton film howard's way is on to a pick his sporting here and if you are a blue and you haven't seen howard's way yet you need to because uh, it is a brilliant tale of that great everton team from the 1980s but anyway rob let's get on to who your sporting hero is who would it been uh, that you looked up to when you were growing up well i've mentioned him but uh, so bob latchford um bob latchford was the first um sporting hero that I that I can remember um he looked the part he wore the number nine which I I, I think that they came together the fact that he looked the part and he was number nine but I remember you know I, I I followed Malcolm McDonald and um and John Richards at Wolves these guys um so I was definitely somebody who looked at the center forwards the guy who's who's uh who was getting the um all the plaudits but uh yeah so once I'd made the choice that it was uh Everton or whether it was Bob or Everton that came first it just mattered more. It, it meant more to see his name in the paper as a scorer. Uh, I remember he uh, he played for England. He didn't play many times. He played 12 times for England, scored five goals. But I remember one game um, that he played against Northern Ireland, and it was live. There was no live football in those days. And uh, midweek game, he played for England. It, it, it was wintertime, January, February or something, I think. And it was a live – BBC did it live. I think it was BBC. And um, – Latchford scored two goals against Northern Ireland. And I remember at that point it being one of the best days of, of my life. So 1979, I would have been nine years old. And to that point, to see Bob Latchford playing for England, my my centre forward uh, and scoring a couple of goals, I think that was that was right up there at that point. He scored over 100 goals for Everton in uh, mm. over 200 appearances. He was actually the club's top scorer uh, four years running. So what was it like watching him play? What what kind of striker was he? Well, do you know what? I mean, the only things that I can say about Bob Latchford is is what I saw on, on telly. And um, he was, um, interestingly, I never thought he was the quickest. He's very strong, very uh, um, uh, very good in the air. and uh, But I never thought he was the quickest. And then... Some people remember this. I'm sure that there was a team superstars, and my, my memory tells me that Everton were against Ipswich. I think they were, 
and, and there weren't many of them, but it was a team superstars, and they did a four by two hundred, I think. And and Latchford ran one of the legs. So obviously, if he was really slow, he wouldn't have been doing that. But uh, unless the rest of them were 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 literally snails. But uh, I remember him running that and thinking, oh, okay, so he could probably shift it if he needed to. But he wasn't he wasn't somebody that would do the Dominic Calvert Lewin stuff of uh, continually. Um, coming short, going wide, making runs into he was a he was a goal scorer. He did all that. He could he had a, he had a decent touch and um and having watched more and more videos of him now in this YouTube age than than ever you did at the time, he, he was too fairly fairly pretty much two footed. I really wish I'd have been around uh, for his 77, 78 when he scored the 30 goals. And lots of people have told me what it was like when he scored um his hat trick against uh, Chelsea. On my wall here, I've got one of the goals from that game. When they won 6-0, he needed three goals. Um, and I think that um, he got they got a penalty quite late on, didn't they, which he took and the, uh, and the ground went, went mental. I'd love to have seen some of that. It wasn't even – I don't think you can find any pictures of it of, uh, at all, any moving images of it at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, he was – there was a big match where he scored four against QPR with it and 5-1, I think, and um, – uh, and I remember knowing that that had happened and waiting for the big match the following day when we knew it was going to be on. And, um, and it was just more exciting to to see um, Everton with, with Latchford scoring as opposed to games where he, he, he wasn't involved. I remember the Liverpool semi-final, the 2-2. He, di- he didn't play in that game, the, the 1977 Cup semi-final. I've always thought, yeah, if Latchford was playing in that game, we'd have won that first match. I've got no idea whether we would have done or not, but... You know, it was uh, so he was uh, he was about six foot one, was he six foot six foot one? Strong, good in the air, good looking boy. They got to be, yeah, they got to have something about them. And that was he was uh, he was my hero for for all those reasons, really. Um, and in your line of work, you've talked about some of the players and the legends that you have met and and how it was meeting them. Have you met Bob for the and what was it like if you did for the first time? Do you know what? I've never met him. I've never met him. And interestingly, when we were putting the film together, I. I sort of worked out that I was going to what I was going to do to get 60s, 70s, 80s. And so I had a decision to make about who would be Everton in the 70s. And I, I could, there was half of me that wanted to to just go for, for Bob because I wanted to meet him and put him in the film. And I did get him in the film. If, you, if, if you've seen the film, um, then I've got him in. It's only about a second and a half, but he's in there. Um, but I felt like Mick Lyons, Mike Lyons was the um, was Mr. Everton through that period of time. And um, obviously he was captain for, for a large chunk of it as well. Um, so I had to put away the, the, the need, the desire to, to get Bob Latchford in the film and, and make what I thought was the right decision for the film. But I've never met him. I know he's good friends with Derek Mountfield. I know he comes over sometime. Uh, sometimes and, and does bits and bobs. So I, I would uh, I'd love to meet him. I nearly met him when I was at college in Cardiff. Um, and he was playing, I think, was it Merthyr Tidful that he played for briefly? And uh, and Merthyr Tidful played against the college and they played pretty much outside the, the my dorm window where I was where I lived at that time on, on site. But um, my gran was 90 the day before. So I'd stayed down in Cornwall for one extra day to have her 90th birthday party, traveled back that night. And so so missed him by a few hours. Obviously, I, I didn't know there was nobody. Uh, with mobile phones to tell me that that was going on because I, I would have just said no I need to go back if I'd have known that he was playing on the field next door but um, no I never met him sadly hopefully that's a meeting that does well happen one day Rob we have nearly run out of time but I believe there are a couple of other people who throughout your life you've looked up to as sporting heroes as well well I've got loads but there were two there were two more and, and one is Seve and I got to meet him a lot and work with him and I've even played golf with him which was 
which was just amazing. And the other was uh, was Viv Richards. I, I love my cricket. I love, I love all sports, to be honest. But Viv Richards had a scrapbook. Uh, my sister accidentally threw it away. Accidentally, I'm not sure it was accidentally. Um, but uh, Viv Richards was a massive part. And, and whereas the other two, you know, the majority of the time supporting Everton with Bob, you know, things didn't go our way. Uh, and Seve, obviously, he's going to lose a lot more tournaments than he's going to win. Unless you're Tiger Woods, that's what happened. Um, but Viv never really let me down on the big occasions, you know, playing for Somerset or the West Indies. I sort of supported West Indies over England at the time. Uh, and Viv made hundreds in big finals at Lords all the time. Uh, my memories of Viv Richards are just uh, of him um, basically decimating any bowling attack that he played against. And he was, yeah, he was very, very important to me, like the other two. Brilliant chat, that. Rob Sloman, uh, film producer, director and many other titles as well. My Sporting Heroes guest on the podcast this week. My name's Matt Jones. If you hit the subscribe button, you'll get a new one in your box every single week. On top of that, if you go back, you can listen to loads of episodes I've done previously with the likes of comedian Chris McCausland, Chris Kirkland, the former Liverpool and England goalkeeper and many, many more as well.